Sorry, sorry. I, I was just, I was just reading through Wolf's Twitter. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll close that tab. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-four. That's one seven four. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe, uh, how's how's your week been? Because uh, I don't want to. I would like this to be a happy, positive, full of delight and wonder podcast but uh you know some kind of like a a knickerbocker glory with some chocolate ice cream some vanilla some toffee pieces some hot fudge sauce a few wafers a flake whipped cream with a cherry on top but mm, judging by the uh the old questions we've got this week might be a bit negative that, that ice cream, then, that sounded delightful. I mean, that'd, oh, yeah. that'd lift the mood. Um, it would. It, w- it would lift the mood. It would also increase the uh, the the weight and uh, through through calorie content. But for me, you know, and I'm not going to go. To, we went off off chocolate tangents last week, and it did make me um made me slightly um slightly hungry to go down to the uh, the local co-op and get uh, get a couple of a uh, couple of extra chocolate bars adrift and, and, and a twirl. But uh, you know, at the same time, Joe, at the same time, um, it's uh. It's a little bit toxic at the moment in, in, in the old wolves world. It is, yeah. Um, and I, I get it. I get it. Because you, you see other clubs are making signings now and wolves are still yet to do any serious business. Uh, Villa have signed someone today for 16 million quid. Well, up to 16 million quid. Matty Cash. Um, Albion have had a big, bit accepted for, for Grady Dean Garner. I know he's a player that was there last season. But, you know, even... Not just the clubs around Wolves, but the clubs towards the bottom and the clubs that have been coming up. I think Fulham have signed a few. Mario Lamina in a cut price deal that you know seemed a decent bit of business. So yeah, the uh, t- <laughs> the clock is ticking as we keep saying. Um, Wolves still, you know, keeping their cards close to their chest. They're they're com- com- mm. comfortable and you know they'll land their targets. But there's nothing like seeing a face through the door and. Uh, until we see that, I think this uh, current situation of uh, a bit of panic and a bit of frustration uh, is going to carry on. Well, you say you say the cards, keeping cards close to the chest. I mean, have the cards even been dealt yet? I mean, are, are they are they in the stratosphere? Because uh, I think I think quite a few people are becoming increasingly worried. Um, not only because of um, the lack of signings, and and you know we all heard from Nuno, you know, following. The Europa League exit, saying they need signings, but you know, you, you, you players down. We're gonna we're gonna talk about, of course, then the main outgoing and maybe the shock shock of the summer so far. I think, um, uh, in 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 Doc going to uh, going to Spurs, but the reality of the matter is they are they are a hell of a lot weaker going into this season. Eleven days away at Sheffield United. That they were at the start, they've lost both their wing backs, you know. And we know Ruben Vinagre can can come in, and 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 we've seen glimpses of him. But you know, at this moment in time, when you look at it on a piece of paper, you've you've got to be worried when when the likes of Chelsea are going to be. I mean, I don't think Wolves going to even lay a lay a glove on Chelsea this season with some of the signings that they're making. But like you say, you know, the, the likes of Everton's and 
and um, you know Spurs and and even I mean even like Villa 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 yeah. making signings yeah. you know what I mean like all these teams you know you can see them making I understand they've had a bit more time to think about it and Wolves have had other priorities and their season got extended and and whatnot but at the same time you know we were looking at maybe taking this this next step this season to to really push for a Champions League spot and at this moment in time from the outside looking in they appear to have gone a little bit backwards. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I mean, it's it's. There's a lot of frustration about, it and there's a lot of vitriol, and some of it is a bit, you know, a bit unwarranted, really. I mean, some of it on Twitter is a bit, bit over the top. I will say, but I completely understand it. Um, it, it you see, other clubs making signings. Another one that I mean, Man United have just made a. a it's not the marquee signing, I guess. I mean, the Sancho talk will keep rumbling on for sure. But they, you know, they've signed a lad for for forty odd million from Ajax, and 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 they, and they went deep into the Europa League just the same as Wolves did. And you know that I know I know the pull of Man United is obviously greater than Wolves is, um, but you know they, they've been out and, and made at least a signing. I don't think that will be their business done. But yeah, the you know that. It's other clubs are making moves now, and there's only a select. You know, when we were speaking a couple of weeks ago, it was like, well, not many clubs have done business. It's kind of par for the course, yeah. You know that there's still a lot of time, but slowly but surely, over these last couple of weeks, other clubs have started making moves, started getting players through the door, and at Wolves, the situation is even. Even less, they've even got even less bodies in because they've they've loaned out Gibbs White. They've obviously sold Doherty to uh, to Tottenham to a, to, to a rival. So yeah, the, the onus is really on. I know I keep saying it, um, but they've they've got to they've got to get business done and they've got to get it done quick. They do. Um, let's let's talk about about Doc then. Let's let's finish let's finish this situation. Um, you know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dot Joe, and yeah. I think I think a lot of the fans are, and I think you know, I understand that that sometimes maybe in previous seasons people people some people liked him, some people didn't, you know, maybe by his attitude, maybe by his body language, but what you cannot deny is that he is one of the most improved and integral players to the Nuno era, um, as much as anyone really, and and the fact that you could have someone who who defensively. And all defenders have have their own lapses, but defensively is pretty sound. But have the attacking um, prowess at the other end to really be a key figure in that front six, really to deliver crosses, to deliver assists, to score goals as well, and to get himself into those situations, and to be in the very best coming to the best years of his career. You know, you think especially with the nous and the intelligence, and you've still got the ability and the pace. At 28 years old, you know, you've really got two or three really good years there still ahead of you. To go to Spurs, okay, look, whether whether you agree or not, Spurs is Spurs is a big club and you can understand the attraction. London, I mean, the stadium is incredible. The training ground's stunning. You know, you've got one of the top managers. Okay, well, arguably, one used to be one of the top managers. However, you know, but Mourinho, Mourinho is a, you know, is a pull in himself. And I... I, I Wish him the best of luck because I think he's been a fantastic servant and sometimes you need a change and you can't begrudge him that. But, and we will keep coming back to this, 
The fee is incredibly low. I mean, Matty Cash has just gone for £16 million to Aston Villa today. Now, I understand he's younger than that. But you can, you know, Ben Chilwell's going as a left-back to £50 million to Chelsea. You know, I'm not talking about £50 million, but for me, Doc is worth at least double that market value. The Mendes situation, you know, Mendes is his agent, Mendes is Mourinho's agent, Mendes is Nuno's agent, Mendes brokers all the deals for Wolves. I mean, you can understand this. The Wolves have benefited, Joe, from these signings in the past one way. You know, Moutinho and, you know, getting getting Neves on the cheap and getting all these players on loan that you can sign. And I understand that they have, they have got some fantastic deals. But is this now... Um, something that we can expect with with Mendes, and yes, we'll, I'm sure we'll see some players coming in. But look, we've really done you. A, uh, I've really got you a, some great deals over the years. Now this is what I do. I've got to give some great deals to other clubs, and that's just what comes with with with, with having me basically being a, you know one of the key figures at this football club. I hope it's not something that becomes commonplace. Um, I, I think you know this. Uh, selling a selling a, a key player was always gonna gonna happen. Um, just as I've said before, I didn't think it'd be Doherty. It just it, it just didn't really occur to me. It just seemed like you know part of the fabric at Wolves and things like that. But it has happened. Um, I mean, the, the, what I will say. I mean, we're looking for positives, and I'm, I'm not trying to sugarcoat things. But if 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 you are looking for positives, I think the situations, you know, they've got rid of Doherty. I think. You know, it's looking. You don't want to rule anything out entirely, but I think they're looking in a stronger position now to, to kind of keep hold of the likes of of Jimenez and Traore. All the speculation about those players has gone very quiet. Um, I mean, understand, understand Wolves never received any firm bids for those players anyway. But you know, Suarez is the one who's been linked with Juventus heavily now by the Italian media. Um, Traore's Liverpool links have pretty much died a death. Um, so at least if you're looking for crumbs of comfort, I mean, you know, it, it's a very real situation that Doherty has been sold and there's not a replacement in that, you know, that's got to be sorted. Um, the Maitland Niles thing, though, Joe, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Wolves put a bid in for him, they're interested in him, they, you know, there, it was rumoured to be £20 million, we understand it was actually £15 million, so maybe below what his market value was. You know that this was before he started in the in the uh, in the charity shield, where of course he was man of the match, because of course why wouldn't he be? And then of course he got called up to the England squad, and then Arsenal have gone, oh well, maybe you know he might have been available, and you know Mikel Arteta, um, you know, has, has kind of said, well, he needs to he needs to do better on a more consistent basis. But yes, this is the signs of the talent that we know he's got to got to have, and, and we know what he can do. And now it seems that that deal is. Uh, well, what how what is that deal? Is that deal still on the table? Are, are Wolves trying to push for this deal, or is this completely dead in the water? I don't think it's one that's completely dead. Um, they still like the player, and that you know, if a deal can be done, that they'd look to do it. Um, definitely more difficult now. Um, there's 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 talk of Arsenal perhaps getting rid of Hector Bellerin, which if they do that, then. You know, I think that's one to keep an eye on. If if they get rid of Bellerin, then it really makes a a, a deal for Maitland Niles, you know, very difficult. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably say ninety nine percent, you know, unlikely because if they get rid of Bellerin, then you're looking at Maitland Niles and Cedric to be 
kind of those those choices for that right wing back slot. I mean, I know sure. Maitland Niles have played on the left as well, but it would give them adequate cover in that position. The the report about Bellerin, I know, it, I know this is not directly linked to Wolves, but it, it, it it's worth keeping in mind. They reckon PSG want him, but there's kind of suggestions that it may well be Arsenal kind of offering him to PSG, whether PSG are actually that keen. Um, but that's one worth keeping an eye on because if whatever happens with Bellerin, I think does have an impact on Maitland Niles and his future prospects at Arsenal and whether you know he, he wants to move to Wolves. I mean, you know, Wolves like the player, you know, a lot. Versatile, ticks all the boxes, age, kind of potential, all that kind of thing. From their perspective, it's not dead. But it's you know as as we say you've you've you haven't got to be a genius to to know that these last couple of weeks have made you know things a lot more difficult on that front. Q uh, Q News Now article, Express and Star journalist Joe Edwards says, Ashley, Ashley, um, Niles deal is is not dead, not dead. Uh, uh, to be fair, we did get one last week actually. Uh, Nathan Judas says, "So I've got to, I've got to give a shout out to, uh, to Andrew Haynes, who, who has to listen to these podcasts and, and find stories. So he can't knock that." So I'm, I'm expecting a Joe Edwards, Express and Star Wolf journalist Joe Edwards says that Maitland Niles' deal could still be salvageable, uh, or something along those lines. Um, so, so you can understand though, because you know Wolves put this bid in for Maitland Niles. Everyone's really excited. Oh, he could play left wing back. Maybe he could be. You know, we were talking about him. Um, you know, kind of like um, him and Vinagre, and then he can then he can obviously play in the back. He can play centre mid. Then all of a sudden, no, thank we that that that's that's gone and Doc's gone, and yeah. uh, and you kind of that 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 situation is kind of like frustration, isn't it? And then and then you release the away kit, and it's <laughs> just like oh my god! I mean, I'm staring at it, and I'm going, I can't imagine too many forty year old, you know. Um, slightly well-rounded individuals wearing that on holiday. Uh, not not that many people go on holiday this summer, but I can't see it catching on. I understand they've gone kind of like street and maybe for the uber cool, and I can Urban, see it maybe on the edgy, China China unique. walkway in Shanghai. But I'm not sure how successful this is going to be. Uh, what, what, what did you make of it, Joe? Well, I don't know. I think I think the kids might like you. I, I know. I know. We're trying to be down with the kids. Um, oh, we're always down with the kids, chief. I was down with the kids. Uh, Simp. <laughs> um, what, what's, what's another one? Um, air. I'm airing uh, you. Airing. Airing. NDL. NDL. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think some of the kids might like it. I mean, I, I, I said on Twitter, I, I think it's two shirts fighting against each other. Um, you either go with a blue or white, a blue and white pattern all over. Or you just go for the white kind of, kind of down. I don't know if you've seen the Belgium top. Um, no. Be- Belgium have released the top. I think it's their away kit, which is exactly mm. the same template, um, mm. but they've done a done a far cleaner job of it. It's mm. it's just kind of the the pattern is just white with a bit of grey, nice kind of white collar with a black and the red on the on the sleeve, which could easily be black and gold. You mm. know, it, it's. Um, it, 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 it's worth giving a Google because that is kind of what Wolves is awake it could have been um, but instead it's it's quite a wacky number uh, shall we say 
Um, it's well, quite a wacky number. It's sixty odd quid as well, isn't it? Fifty-five. 60 well, the, quid. well, the New England top. What's that? Seventy quid. They're, they're all mm. they're all daft prices these days, and they're all kind of like you know stepping into the to the fashion world, if you like. Um, mm. But what I will say about it is, you know, it's only got to take one performance for it to be uh, to be remembered well. You know, <laughs> if if they you know knock. Knock free past Liverpool at Anfield, wearing it next season. Then you know, happy days. But um, but at the same time, I think it, I think it's got a bit of work to do. It's certainly uh, you know I've never seen a, a reaction to a kit be so overwhelmingly negative. Um, from, it was just from, it was just a bad time in one time. Yeah, Everything it was, was going on. It was. it was like you know, and, and and I do feel for the Wolves media lads at the moment because whatever they put out. You know, they have had to do these awards this week, these virtual awards. I mean, it's the worst timing possible, but they've got to do them. It's not their fault. No, you know, they've yeah. got all these videos together and they've got to announce it at the end of the season awards that we would all uh, normally be in Telford for, for a fantastic evening. And, and you know, a lot to be lot, lot to be positive about. Of course, that that's cancelled with with the pandemic. So they're, they're putting these on and, and, and kind of like spreading them out, I think, three, three a day or something like that. And uh, everything they put out is just... Getting no one cares. No, I was just signing, signing, signing. It's changed so much. I mean, there's only three, four weeks, three and a bit weeks ago, we we're in Germany. We were, you yeah. know, we, 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 you know, Jimenez is stepping up to 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 put a penalty to go, you know, to go one 0 up against the eventual champions. You know, <laughs> the yeah. competition. It's uh, it's amazing how how it can turn. And and you you know, football football fans. We all know what football fans are like. You know, and. I, but we said at the start, you can understand it a little bit because you know you look at that and coming back to I know I'm coming back to that right wing back position and conundrum is that you know the start of the season, Joe, it's in eleven days' time. So you've got to you've got to think now. We'll go into transfers in a bit, but you've got to think now that, that whoever comes in and not, nothing's imminent, nothing's today, nothing's tomorrow at this point in time as we as we understand it. Yeah. Um, you know you're going to be going to the weekend with this squad, however bare that may be. You know, especially you know maybe first. First eleven, okay, fine, but then after that, goodness me, um, you know, you're looking at it with a right wing back, and you're thinking Ryan Bennett is going to be back. You know, is Ryan Bennett going to have a role to play this season? Um, is Triori going to play right wing back? Because whoever you're going to get in now, and it, it might not be a right wing back. You might, you know, they might, they're after a defender, they're after a striker, they're after other positions. It it might not be the right wing back is the first one that they sign. You know, I know Madison's injured, but you've got to understand that that that. He's not. He would never have played. You know, he was never. He's going to be more developmental. Twenty threes and maybe you know on the fringe of the first team, but that was never going to be an issue. But you're looking at Ryan Bennett. You're looking at Adama Traore. You're looking at you know um, um, maybe a certain young lad who played for Cardiff who might get a call up, a shot call up, or a shock start against Sheffield United because the, the signings may not have time to bed in, and uh, you know Wolves might have to have to get their target. They might get their man across the line, but it might be two or three weeks into the season. Yeah, um, I mean. I think for me, if it, if it was me picking the team and if he's available, then I think you'd you'd, you'd want Adama Traore to do that job for a couple of weeks. But there's this whole debacle about his positive coronavirus test while away with Spain. Um, returned a positive test uh, last weekend, had another test on Tuesday to check it wasn't a false positive first time around. But still waiting on the the result to become public, and and so. Kind of in limbo, really, in that situation at the minute. It's unclear whether you know the same kind of quarantine rules apply and whether he'd have to quarantine. You know, I think the understanding is that he's in Spain, so whether he's got to stay over there and then come back, or you know, there's a lot of things to be sorted there. So, so is Dion Sanderson now top of the list? Well, I'd imagine Burr would be just about just because he's been 
um, with the squad for you know kind of closely for the last for the last twelve months or so. I know he hasn't played, um, but he's the one who's been working on the training pitch every day, doing those shape drills that Nuno is so massive on. You know, it's it's all about shape, 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 shape. So while he wouldn't have been playing, and while it would, it was obviously Doc for the last the last few years that at least Burr will have been basically shadowing everything Doc would have been doing in those training sessions. So I think it would be Burr if it's not Traore. Um, but Sanderson's an interesting one because there is a lot of loan interest in him. There's four clubs in the Championship that won him: um, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham. Uh, Cardiff and Huddersfield um, that, that that wants him, but I think it'd be a case of, you know, I think he'll be training with the with the first team um, at, at the minute, and he'll be kind of you know perhaps in in and around the squad for those first few weeks of the season before kind of you know the, the squad hopefully by then will be in a more stronger position and then it'll be you know better to get him out on loan then, but. Um, I think Burr would just about, if not Traore, you know, heaven forbid, uh, I think Burr would be the one who gets the nod. But either way, it's, you know, if we, we keep coming back to him, it's it, it's a it's a priority to get that right wing back slot sorted. Um, you know, Aishim is back in the country, is he now? Back in the country in marine training? So they, they reported back to Compton on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. For a round of uh, testing and things like that, and just, yeah. just and then Wednesday they had their first session. So it was understanding to be it was like an evening session. I think started around like four or four something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have done an hour, a couple of hours then, and then training today Thursday as we record, and and uh, not sure whether they'll be going through the weekend, but it, it's um, a difficult situation at the minute because so many players are on, out on international duty. Um, I mean, there's, there is nine that are away counting Traore. I mean, you know, whether he is able to return from from Spain, you've got to think he'd be doing some sort of self-isolation issue. So he's basically in the same boat as everybody else. So, you know, there's nine players there who aren't due to return until about Thursday next week, ahead of the game on Monday. So... It's such a quick turnaround. I mean, going through the names that are at Compton at the moment, you know, your big one is Raul Jimenez because there's now Mexico games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romain Saiz is there, Willie Bolly's there, um, and then you've kind of got the likes of John Ruddy, Max Kilman, Oscar Burr, uh, Bruno Jordao is there. I mean, he's one that's been linked with um, a loan move to Formaliceo in uh, Portugal. Um, understand now, decision has, has, has been made on that. I mean, it's again, it's kind of weighing up what happens, I guess, in these next few weeks to decide whether the you know allow move would be best for him. Um, you know, because I think at the same time they don't want to leave themselves short, but at the same time they don't want to get into a situation where they probably got themselves into with Gibbs White, where they probably held on a bit too long to send him out on loan. You know, Gibbs White has has been waiting for that loan really for a good year or so. But um, yeah, he's there, Campana, um, I think the likes of Leo Bonatini and Ryan Bennett are perhaps training with them as well, I haven't got that fully confirmed. But um, Can you, you see know, Leo Bonatini somehow making a squad this season? I mean, I wouldn't really out entirely for the first game, I mean, I, I know... I know the, <laughs> Can I, you imagine the meltdown? But, Can you imagine the meltdown? 
the thing is, though, stuff like this has happened before. I know it's I know it'd be accentuated by the current situation, but just think to that Everton game, um, first game back in the Premier League. Brighton and was on the bench. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that that you look back now and you think, what? You know what I mean? He, he, I mean, he'd, he'd never he hadn't been within a sniff of a first team squad since then. Yeah, but yeah. but but he was on the bench. I mean, Miranda went on the China tour last summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know these yeah. things can happen. I mean, just because they're in a squad for the first game of the season doesn't mean that they're staying. You know what I mean? But at the it's same time, it's not good, Joe, is it? For a no, team, no, it's for not, a team it's that's not looking for Champions it's not a great League football. Look. No, it's not a great look. But but at the same time, these things have happened in the past. I mean, hopefully they'll be in a position where they don't have to do it, and they, they can kind of you know, get the new players in. I mean, I want to see a new signing as much as anyone. You know what I mean? It's um, it is frustrating, but at the same time, Only four new signings. They well, need four or five new signings, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not just a wing back. I mean, I've said before, mm. centre half, centre midfielder, and, yeah. and, and a striker. I mean, now you. I mean, I, I wanted a wing back anyway, personally. So you could say two wing backs. So yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah, four, four or five, I think. But yeah, it, it, I think we just gonna have to wait a bit. So where does Nuno fit into all this, Joe? Um, yet to sign his contract. I mean, people are. I mean, kind of put two and two, two and two together. I don't think there's any any kind of like information out there why Nuno's delaying on a contract. I think that's all just um, make believe. And because you know Wolves are selling players and not buying players, that okay, it's an easy story to write. He's going to yeah. be, you know, he's at the end of his contract next season or the, this season. If we're in this, I don't. Are we in this season yet? Probably we're in this season. But yeah, end of, just about. end of next summer. He's and end, end of the summer next summer. He's he, he's going to be a free agent. So of course it's easy to write when Wolves aren't getting their targets in. But what you got to understand as well, Joe, is that you know it's not you know people looking at Mendes and people looking at Jeff Shee and, and the anger's kind of towards Foson at this moment in time. Which look, when Jeff Shee comes out you know a week ago and said, look, I'm going to be a head of marketing. You know, I, I'm the one to speak to. I'm going to be the head of player cr- recruitment. I'm going to be the one. Then you're leaving yourself open for criticism if yeah. things don't go according to plan. You are because you've put yourself there. You put your hand up and said, I am the one. I'm the person at the very top of the chain. So. If he's doing that, then you know you can understand why, like you said, the vitriol is towards Jeff Shee and Foson at this moment in time. Saying that, you know, you've got to, you've got to sometimes take a step back and look where, look at what's happened over the last few seasons and gone. Look, everything's worked out pretty damn well, really, when it comes to Wolves. And you've got to have faith in the model and the the project. But what we forget, and I think Nuno sometimes, sometimes he's a little bit untouchable, Nuno, because we all love Nuno, you know, and he's obviously been a fantastic person and a fantastic manager at this football club. But Nuno has an incredible amount of say at this football club. Nothing goes in and leaves the football club without his said so. This isn't a director of football situation or a hierarchy situation at Wolves where they will be sold and bought without a manager knowing, you know? And then it's just like, these are the players, work with them. Like you've got, I don't know, at West Ham, where you've got a Newcastle and different places like this. Nuno has the say. When Patrick Cutroni left last season out of the blue, it was because Nuno wanted him to go. And he said, I'm, I can't see him. Get the deal, get the deal done. So you've got to think that the Doc situation, it's not as if they're not going to call Nuno and say, by the way, Nuno, we're selling Doc, by the way, mate, for 15 million quid. He will have known, he will have been constantly sort on that deal and so you've got to think that that uh you know he he's he's a, a massive cog in this in, in in transfers coming in and transfers coming out between now and october the third or whenever that deadline day is i think it's october the third 
Yeah, he, he, he's hugely involved with, with, with everything that, that goes on in, in, in recruitment and, and things like that. And the, I think a reason for, you know, again, you'd, you'd want a signing in by this point. I'm, I'm not disputing that. But I, I think a reason why it, it, it takes a, it's taken a while is because Wolves very particular about what they want. Um, you have to be a certain they're type. Some, just, they're not going to get a body in, are they? That's no. not what Nuno does. He's got, exactly. got to improve what they've got in already. Nuno is a perfectionist, and you know that he wants a you know a specific kind of player of a certain age. You know that there was an interesting interview with um, John Marshall, who's on the recruitment side. He did an interview with Y Scout on YouTube. Um, I think it's you can you can see it. I think he did it back in April, but I watched it last week or the week before, and kind of t- like on about the the old kind of recruitment policy at Wolves and the players that they target, and you know openly admitted that the I mean, we can read between the lines and, and now we but you know they're looking for players that are twenty to twenty five mainly. I mean the May stretch to twenty six on the odd occasion. But it's you know the remit is players that are twenty to twenty five, you know that players that have kind of a, 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 an ability to kind of l- learn a new system and be flexible and play in different positions, and you know those players, you know unfortunately don't grow on grow on trees. Uh, it's it is frustrating, and you know I think you know personally you know I think they should have uh, you know a, a player through the door now really. You know, but it's these these things do take time, and you know, I think the real kind of time for to really kind of you know, if they don't, if they, if they don't get say, you know, at least you know a proper, um, you know, they've got to make the reinforcements, haven't they? They've got to make you know three three or four proper signings, I, I, I think. And if they haven't got that by the time the window shuts off, the international window shuts on the fifth. And then the domestic window signing players, perhaps from the championship, which hasn't really been Wolves' approach apart from youth players, is a week later or a couple of weeks later. So the the onus is on kind of reflecting then properly and delivering a proper verdict of how this window has gone. Um, but at the moment, you know, you would think that they, you know, it's 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 not looking amazing at the minute. I mean, the outlook, but. We could be here in two weeks, and there could be free signings through the door. I mean, I know nothing's imminent at the moment, but things can change so quickly in football. We could be looking in two weeks. Oh, great, great deals they are. May not be able to play in the, in the first game or something like that. But you know, just because things aren't looking great at the moment doesn't mean to say in two weeks they're going to be exactly the same. They might be, and <laughs> God forbid that they are. But it's just kind of trying to be as positive as possible. And now the criticism is out there and I completely get it. And I, I, I want to see the new face as much as anybody, but we've got to just try and be a little bit patient if we can. Absolutely. Uh, right, we've got some questions, Joe. Um, you're dipping it out a little bit, I think, level-wise, but hopefully hopefully people can understand and I think you, you, we've lost you a couple of times, but you, you do come back into it. So apologies if um, if it's a little bit off today. We've had to move move studios and rooms and stuff like that and there's been Wi-Fi going out and everything. So, But uh, hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you as well to the 7,000-plus who listened last week. Absolutely amazing number. So um, one, of our, one of our best weeks uh, so far. 
podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you are enjoying it. Like I say, we are still going. We haven't stopped. We've been going all year round. Joe's delighted about that every single week. When I when I, when I call him, he's like, how's it going, mate? Oh, that's fine. It's okay, let's go. So, um, so you know, it's, um, it's obviously difficult times. and want to talk about positive positivity and new signings and hopefully you know this time next week Joe will be will be we'll be talking about a couple of players but before we go to questions I want to talk about one positive thing and the main positive thing about this week and that is finally finally <laughs> Connor Cody is in the England squad and I am absolutely delighted it is the feel good factor of the summer you don't need a tune you don't you don't need a special anthem all you need to see is Connor Cody in that all white and he suits it superbly and I think I think depending on when you're listening to this with these two games coming up I think we might see him make his full England debut yeah I think he's gonna play oh I do I do I think he will yeah, well, Maybe not the first game, but I think he might play the second game. There's no way Gareth Southgate's playing, you know, before the Premier League season. All these players, if they're going to play a back three, he's not going to play them for two games. I mean, looking at the England squad today, and looking at the players, I think he's going to get a cap, you know. I think he's going to get a start. Yeah, I think there's every chance you kind of see a one one eleven for the first game and a completely different eleven for the mm-hmm. next. Um, you know, they've got to kind of try and keep bodies fresh. I mean... You know, even I know we're talking about England broadly now, but the likes of kind of Jordan Pickford aren't nailed on, and, and you know I think they'll give even all three keepers a go. So I think I agree. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. so I think um, you know there's there's every chance that Cody play, plays. It's a great time to be to be linking up with the squad. I managed to kind of catch up with him as well earlier this week. I mean, mm. he did a, did a Zoom call with you know various journalists, but was managed to get on that and. You know, just to see that 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 smile on his face, it was it, it really it, it does it does warm you. It, 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 you can't help but you know be be happy for him. I mean, I I, I told the missus last Saturday that he got called up to the England squad, and she kind of let out a smile and said, "Oh, bless him," and like stuff like that. Even people, you know, who were kind of who kind of loosely follow Wolves or mm. you know have some sort of connection to the club. Who you know you know. Well, I think even just football in general, Joe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, it, you talk about rivalry and stuff like that. But I think I think you know you look at them and you and you and you, you listen. I'm sure everybody's watched about his interviews and talking about and maybe saying you know calling the calling him back because his his kid was on the estate and he's bringing him back in and and you know his, his parents thought he, that they were pregnant and all these great stories where you, yeah. you know we we we've we've known about this and we've listened to him for for years now as captain. And been so proud, but he's, he's obviously on a national scale now. Everybody's like, "Oh, that sounds fantastic! What a great line!" He's very endearing. I think a lot of people are pulling for him. I'm not saying he's going to be England fixture for years to come, but a lot of people I think would be pulling for him to to get that England cap. And of course, Conor Cody wants to play in the European Championships, and I'm sure he's got a decent chance if he does well yeah. and he has a good season. I'm sure he's got a great chance. That, that the best time to come into the England squad. But for everything that he's done, just to get even one England cap that he can put out in his room and say, "Look, I did it. I made it. I got to England," would be amazing, amazing. And I think I don't think anyone would begrudge him that. No, and I don't know. It's a cliche, but nobody deserves it more than him. Honestly, he's he's been incredible. The way he carries himself, both off and off, on and off the pitch, he's just he's just a he's just a pleasure to whenever you speak to him. He's, he's and it's it's genuine. You know that there's no element of putting on a front or just being kind for the sake of being kind. He's just a down to earth, really nice guy who's worked hard to get where he is. I mean, obviously he's, he's had the backing of Wolves along the way, and he's been very thankful for that, as he says. But 
you know, a lot of it is on him. He's very humble. He won't say that, and he won't say, "Oh, I deserve to be here." But he does. He deserves it. And um, you know, I think never mind one cap. I mean, you know, he has got to get that cap first either against Iceland or Denmark. But I think there's, you know, there's a chance here that he's not going to be a one cap wonder. And it was great to have. I've managed to speak to Matt Jarvis this week as well. There's going mm. to be a story with him in the paper soon as well. But you know. Matt got his one cap and obviously, you know, in front of 85,000 people at Wembley, that was incredible and it's something he'll never forget. Um, but I think Cody has a, has a, you know, very realistic chance of not just playing for England once. He could play for England, you know, a handful of times and get himself in that in that mix for, for next summer. And, you know, especially if they're going back to a back three because I, I know, I know we all know, but the, the people of a national kind of setup, I think will start to find out that in a back three... You know, you're going to struggle to find anybody better suited to it because the way he kind of just sweeps up and plays those diagonal passes. I mean, kind of Cody's passing range is is up there with any midfielder, really. That's that's yeah. why that's why he's so good in that role because he, he's the one who start who so often starts attacks for walls. I mean, and and that's why going back to the wing back conversation, it's so important to get the right person in. I mean, I know it's um, it's taking a bit of time. But you've got to you've got to get somebody who is who is kind of switched on to that kind of Cody. Oh, I, I could get a pass on a sixpence here. You've got to get somebody who is adventurous. Who you know getting a getting a full back, an out and out full back in, and then converting him into a wing back could be a bit difficult. But you want I think ideally Wolves would want somebody who is who is at least played in a back three or a back five who knows to expect those balls into the channels. But back to Cody, um, yeah. He, if they go for a back three, I think he's got every chance of playing and every chance of kind of staking a claim and to say, I want to be in this squad going forward now. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, let's hope uh, let's hope next week we're talking about um, him getting his full England cap because that would be that'd be superb. Uh, right, questions from the beautiful people. The beautiful people. Are the beautiful people. Uh, Marilyn, un, un, Marilyn Manson. Undertaker music at the start as well. A lot of wrestling uh, refer- is, references is, is. in this podcast yeah. recently. I'm all for it, to be honest. Well, you know, you know, we've got to uh, got to keep it going, mate. Like a little bit of doo doo you know, we yeah. do here. Uh, okay, um, well, let's, let's start with Paul Mantle because he's got a non-transfer related question. So the other 68 questions that have come in, or 72 <laughs> questions, are probably transfer related. So let, let, let's take let's take it while we can. Uh, what's the latest on fans being able to watch the games on TV, Joe? Can we expect anything like what we had after the restart? Good question. Um, we ran something with the Wolves fans parliament and then the Albion and Villa fans groups as well. They're calling, obviously calling for games to be shown. I mean, as it stands, Wolves v Sheffield United is not going to be on the telly. Um, and I think the Premier League are due to meet today. To, to, to discuss it um, the, the general feeling is that, that there may not be that same kind of arrangement as there was you know, f- for the end, end of last season um, I think a lot of broadcasting stuff is set into place so I think it could be a little bit difficult to uh, to get I mean I, I mean, it, it's it, it's difficult to fathom, you know, not being able to see games at all. I mean you know, it just kind of lends itself to illegal streams I mean you know you've got to do what you, what you've got to do to watch your team I guess but I mean you yeah. know the, the league have opened themselves up to that it seems yeah um, but yeah it's um, you know I wouldn't be like exactly holding out for it 
I mean, but, you know, I, the EFL have announced these, you know, these these game passes for people who've got season tickets and yeah, and uh, and, and you, know, you can understand that. You know, fans have paid a lot of money. Wolves fans have paid a lot of money for their for their season tickets, and I, I know that situation is is up in the air at the moment about when they're going to come in and how many people are going to come in. You know, Molder knew, but goodness me, you'd have thought that, that they, I mean, they knew this was coming. You'd have thought that they would have at least given season ticket holders the chance to, to have a pass to watch their teams, you know, when they're not going to be able to, to, to attend games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not asking for an answer. I'm just saying. No, frustration. So when it, that's, you that's understand it. it. That's it. It's just, but it's um, that that's how it is. I mean, and yeah, it's um, it'll, it'll take kind of something for the Premier League, a bit of a kind of to disrupt their current plan. So um, yeah, I don't know how likely it is really, but um, there may be something coming out this meeting. They may kind of make a U-turn and make it all available. But yeah, it's um, a bit up in the air at the minute. Stu, can you play a right back? I can. You can, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are right back, aren't you, Joe? Um, not very well. Um, no. But, but I can play there. You um, can play, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, yeah I, I've played played right back, I've played in midfield, I've played up up front over the past few years I, I, I was a striker when I was in my, in my teens and I was alright actually I weren't too in your bad. teens what you mean last year <laughs> uh, 23 now 23 giving oh, on 50 oh, getting on mate getting on, um, getting on to yeah but um, yeah I can, I, can, I can play right back I'm not, not the quickest at all um, I'm probably among the slowest in my team Churchill Royal Oak on a Sunday but uh I think they are grooming me for, um, well, I say grooming me for a, for a number ten role. I'm trying to groom myself for a number ten role in that team. Um, so, but if I got the right back call for Wolves, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be ready. I've got my new balance in my boot. You know, I've got my boots at the ready. So, um, you know, they're not they're going to stay in my boot for when I start covering games again. So, if no, no, if you're listening, um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm there. I'm willing. Not able, but, okay. but but yeah. No, no, but willing, but willing. But willing. Especially with, especially with you know, a couple of grand a week, that'll do you, mate. Uh, Hayden O'Connor, <laughs> tell us everything's going to be okay, Judah. It's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. It Everything, will be okay. Everything's going to be, be okay. Okay, says D-Ream. Things can only get better. Um, it might only be okay back at the start of October, though, when that deadline. I can, is it 11 o'clock deadline? I think it is. Uh, We're going to be in 11 p.m., aren't we? Oh, one, of, one of them, one of them delirious videos again. It could be a late, a late night delirious video slash podcast. Uh, yeah. George Brown with rumours uh, going around in regards to signings. Could it be Nuno's unsigned contract that may put off some players until they know he is tied down to the club for a few more years? It's a good point. I, I, I don't it's think good, it's a good point though. You it's a good think point. It's going to make a no. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I still believe that, that Nuno will will commit, uh, and you know I know it's it's going to be quiet on that front for for now. But I, I still, you know, I know I know I've said that the you know this window factors in because it it, it does because you don't want to be left completely short. You you want to strengthen on on last season. You don't want to be left weaker than last season. But um, I, I don't see you know unless unless this window does yeah, you turn could, out you to cut be, out there a little bit. Know, I think it, you I think you. You, Sorry, back? Mate, I think you cut out a little bit there, so we'll have to. Uh, we'll, uh, you're back now. Okay. You're back now. Well, so, so, we'll, so, we'll carry so, on. So, we'll carry on. We're kind of just to what you're going to say. I'm saying unless it's a terrible window, then you know I, I don't see any any obstacle for, for for him staying on. And so, yeah, I don't think that quite comes into the thinking. But it, it, it is a it is a good point. 
Okay, okay, good stuff. Um, Reggie can ask about Cody, how good you feel. So, yeah, we kind of discussed that, Reggie. Absolutely awesome. Um, Wolf Stitcher asking about Adama's coronavirus retest. So, uh, we'll bring that news as and when that, that comes out. Um, yeah. Andrew Wenzel says, I'm confident in the squad we have, but with Johnny and no permanent right wing back as yet, I suspect we will struggle in those areas initially. Other than that, I think we have quite a strong squad, but we need reserves in key positions because any injuries could be a disaster. Um, I wouldn't say we've got a strong squad, Andrew. I would say that they've got a strong 11. And, and yeah. you know, if you're going to name us, well, let's name it now. Let's name the starting line as it stands at the moment against Sheffield United away. I would say, and you're probably of the same, the same. Maybe you, maybe you're thinking the same, Joe. I would play uh, your normal three-five-two. You would have Patricio in goal. You would have um, Cody, Sice, and Bolly at the back. You'd have Vinagre on the left. I put Traore as your right wing back on the right, albeit you know it's a little bit risky, but I'd, I'd still do that. I'd have Neves, well, two of Neves, Moutinho, and Dendonka in there, but probably Neves and, and, and Moutinho. And then I'd have a front three of Raul, flanked by Diogo Jota and Daniel Pudence. You've got 12 players there then. Oh, have I? You said three good five. Good side then. You, you, you good said, side. He said three five two, didn't you? And then you went with three up front. Uh, three four three maybe then. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd play three five two if you if, okay. you've, if you've got Traore and Vinagra as the um, wing backs. Then I, I don't know if you can get away with playing a front three as well. Uh, okay. Okay. Go on then. So, so, I've, so you have Jota and Raul, would you? Jota and Raul, yeah, is the is the two, and try and get Jota's confidence back. That 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 would be that would be my route, and then you've got Powdens and Neto on on the bench, and at least you've got some sort of depth on the bench there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, not not as much as you'd want, but you've actually got players coming off the bench who can influence a game there. Yeah, I twelve players. I said two of three. So I, I think I said. So let's say five with the wing backs, and then I, I think you confused me because you said three five two, and then you went actually said a three four three. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm kind of meaning a. So you'd okay. pay over one of Dendonka and Matinho either side of Neves. Then what? Two of two of Dendonka, Moutinho and Neves, and yeah. then yeah. three up front. But I'm basically replacing replacing Traore or Doc with Traore, and then still playing playing three up top, basically. Okay. Okay, I get it now. Five, 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 five across the back. You know, yeah. three, five, and then two in mid, the two centre midfielders, and three up front. But you go two, you go two strikers. I'd go two strikers. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have okay. the three in midfield. Okay, okay, okay. Um, we'll see. Don't, I'll tell you what, Joe. Don't tweet. Jota's going to be like a new signing, by the way, anytime soon. Ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what, what idiot would do that? I dare you this afternoon to put. I dare you this afternoon to tweet out Ryan Bennett could be like a new signing. <laughs> Leo Bonatini could close be close phone and then open it up a day later. Saying that, saying about bad tweets, I got to say when I did put the tweet out saying about Doc initially, when I was saying it would be a joke of fifteen million quid, and then uh, and then that did get uh, picked up all all around, and then I saw it the other day by uh, Football Images. 
Um, have you seen that? The, the images, tweets, the football the images proceed, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. yeah, to be fair, not many people saw it. Only six or 7,000 likes on that um, <laughs> and, and about 800 retweets. So, yeah, that was uh, definitely... Uh, definitely. Sometimes sometimes in this business, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a harsh business. It can, it can spit you out quickly, especially the way that sometimes I tweet. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you've got to just, just bend over and take it, Joe. Take yeah. it like a man. That's it. Uh, all, all good. Right. Uh, next one. Let's look at some questions. Um, Karen asks, "When does the transfer window close?" So it is the third, isn't it? Or is it the fourth of I October? Think it's the fifth. No, oh, is it the fifth? Is it? Yeah. Let's, let's give it a Google. Let, let's just. It, it, there's nothing like giving something a Google. Right. So Monday, October the fifth is when the okay. is is when the um, is when the kind of main window shuts um, so mm-hmm. the European business which obviously has been the business that Wolves have, Wolves have tended to do uh, over the years and then so they've got after, once that shuts you've got a domestic only window um, mm-hmm. un- until until the until the 11th but so, so kind of during that Premier League clubs can kind of just trade with EFL clubs, just lounge or permanence. But right. um, now transfers can, can, they, actually, can, they, can and they can't transfer with each other though. No, now transfers can take place between Premier League clubs okay. in that period. So yeah, it's um, uh, the, basically it closes on October the fifth. I mean, apart from mm-hmm. a couple of maybe players going out on loan and one or two coming into the academy setup to then be loaned out again or something like that. Um, yeah, for the best will in the world, October the fifth is the date to uh, to keep in mind. I think. Q. Callum Wilson and Josh King coming on loan with a view to buy in the season. <laughs> well, you, you, ne- you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're not happy with what they've got by then, then yeah. maybe there's a change of tack. But Fingers crossed, sure. they've got what they need to do by by the fifth. Uh, Mike says, um, with our first eleven minus stock, there's no reason why we shouldn't get a few wins in the opening seven games. They should all be fit and ready. Maybe a dower a little behind, a little bit behind. There's no way we'll have the squad that we have now come September the fourteenth. Don't panic, players are coming. Yeah. I, I agree mean, with the first part of that sentence. I'm not sure about it. definitely one thousand percent our players in before September the fourteenth. It's not not far away. Yeah, hopefully they do. But yeah, um, I, I do get that point now. I mean, obviously Doherty is a big loss, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing Traoré or Oscar Burr in that ring back position for the first game or two, it is a risk. Mm. But there are ten other players there that are very much capable of winning you a game. So it's not exactly catastrophic. It's far from ideal, but it's not like that Wolves team isn't capable of going out and beating Sheffield United still. It's, it's a lot more difficult, but it's not impossible. Do you think Nuno's fuming or is he comfortable at this moment in time and relaxed? Um, he is... Um, hmm. He's kind of stroking his chin, um, pondering yeah. and... And new groom, at, new new little new little trim on the old on the old on the old beard. Yeah, having a kind of look of his watch and just just checking the checking the time, checking the date, and just thinking, mm, let's you know, clocks clocks ticking, let's let's get him in, kind of thing. They, they, they must have missed out on some big targets that they were pretty confident on. I would have thought by now this can't have been in the. And a lot of clubs will do, and Wolves are very secretive about the deals that they do, and you can understand that, especially in the nature, and you know you don't want to get gazumped by a team who didn't realise there was a play there, etc. But they must have had, you'd, you'd imagine they've had a couple of really strong targets that, that, that 
have kind of fallen through that they didn't expect to to be in this situation now. Maybe, maybe that just again cards close to the chest. Let you know that's the approach that they take. Hopefully, it pays off. Um, let's have a look at the Wolves chat. Um, seems um. The Wolves chat seems a little bit down. He says, 90 minutes of park the bus, lose 1-0 or 2-0 at Sheffield United. Then a loss to City in front of the Sky cameras to leave us in the bottom three. By this time, the club might actually put their finger, pull their fingers out and do something, but it shouldn't take being in the bottom for them to do that. So, yeah, can't wait. No, yeah. I mean, Wolves were in the bottom three, weren't they, after a few games last season, weren't they? They didn't start off very well. Um, mm. But, yeah. Are they... What are they playing for this season, Wolves? What's, realistically, what are they going for? Are they going for a top six? What's the aim of top seven again? I think they can... I think Would Europe? you take seventh now? Would you take seventh now if it was given to you? Um, it depends what else comes with it. Probably the same situation as last year where you're probably relying on, a, on an FA Cup final to get into Europe. Would you take seventh? Hmm... Maybe, but then wouldn't seventh get a, a what's it spot? A nation spot. The uh, the conference Europa conference lark. Unless whatever. unless the FA Cup winners, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a difficult. It's a difficult one though, isn't it? Because I want a good FA know, Cup, do... Cup run. I do. Good well, FA yeah, Cup. No, no point of a Carabao Cup run. I think the Carabao actually is um, is the winners. I'm, I don't think it's uh, included in the league situation. So I think that the, I think as, as far as I understand it, the Europa League, as long as the FA Cup finalists were already in there, and I think it would be, it would go to a Europa League spot. So I would take my chances on seventh, to be honest. Um, the way things are at this moment in time, but but we shall see. Clubs will improve, will improve, and uh, we'll yeah. have to have to carry on improving. That's for certain. Rich says. Question, how is, that our, how is it that our recruitment and transfer policy seems to have become sit and wait for Mendes to get to someone? think it's a little embarrassing how thin the squad is and not one signing for the first team. So has it become a Mendes or nothing? I mean, they've got scouts, Joe. They've got scout networks. I mean, are these, are these people just there to, to be bodies or is it literally guest a few, we'll see what, what they've got and what they're, what they're on the table for and we can't do anything until they say yes or no? No, it's, it's not just Mendes. I mean, obviously they 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 lean they lean upon him and he, you know his his expertise and his contacts and and the players that he's got in his pool because there is a very talented crop of players in that pool. But you know, Wolves openly say that they 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 target what is it thousands of players that come under their recruitment system um, that they highlight as as different players. It's not just that agents, you know. You know, it's it's not just that agent. I mean, you know, they they have got other avenues. I mean, uh, you know, admittedly, you can see that that you know, Mendes's fingerprints are on the signings of the last few windows, Powdens, uh, Campana. Um, but you know, there there are other avenues. But it, equally, if 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 a if a player under the Mendes umbrella that kind of fits the bill becomes available, then they'll go for it. But um, it's not just one and done. It's not just that. You know, Mendes or bust, but at the same time, you know, as, as we all know, if 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 there's a if there's a client of his that that, that fits the bill, then you know, he'll be brought in really. Uh, Gail Holford says, "I saw that Ruben Neves was got awarded goal of the season for his goal against Espanyol. It was my favourite one alongside uh, the one Moutinho scored against Bournemouth. What was your favourite goal of the last season?" Um, 
Probably Jimenez against Spurs. Yeah. Just putting Tan- yeah. Sanganga on his arse. Yeah, probably that. I'll tell you what was underrated. Go on. Um, like Saisi's kind of shim roller at Bratislava. I don't know if you don't um, know if you've seen that one. Yeah, you weren't there, yeah, were you? Yeah, with, I for that one. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that. It, it, that, that, that was that was a bit of a kind of a. I think the keeper was a bit rubbish, but it was just kind of oh, Saisi's having to go from thirty mm. yards. Hello. Mm. Um, so I quite, tell you I games. Like I mean, talk about. I know this is. I did like I did like Bolly at Bejiktas. I like Neto at Liverpool. I saw he got chalked off. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> from games as well. I did. I did forget games. Um, which you know, when people ask about what our favourite games of the season were, for from for, for a complete contrast in games of of literally vomiting in my mouth at a rate of knots to completely going crazy. Southampton away's got to be up there for that comeback. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah, was that... amazing, ridiculous, really. Especially when half time, they could not have been worse. They were horrific. Jimenez was terrible. They were absolutely god awful. And to turn around that, that was a, that was a fun day. Yeah, that that was the complete roller coaster. You know, if game of two halves, it would yes. you know it, it completely the the definition. Freddie Evans says uh, it's our first window. Without a dedicated role in the club to, for transfers like Kevin Thelwell was, by the looks of it now, it's becoming clear we are struggling without one of these directors of sport slash football. Is there any news or hope that we can get a replacement for Kevin? The, well, the, the club have decided to go for this committee system, so you know they're not actively looking for a replacement for Kevin at this stage. Um, the proof will be in the pudding, I guess, when when the window ends. It, it's it's a good point because you know Kevin, the sporting director, technical director, previous to that, you know he was very heavily involved with 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 with, with recruitment and getting players into the club. I mean, you know, yes, there's been kind of signings that have um, you know there's been help from George Mendes and people like that, but you know he he was pretty much influential in bringing the likes of you know Connor Cody, Leander Dendonka. Players like that, you know, that they had, they were, you know, deals that really Farewell was was intrinsic to and and, and key to and, and and all the and all the deals that the Wolves have done. I mean, you know, over the past few years, Farewell, had, you know, had been involved in some way or another, and so that that is, that is a good point. You know, now he's not at the club, and there there wasn't you know a direct replacement coming in. They've, they've restructured. They've gone for this committee based system with Jeff Shea at the at the top of both the commercial and the footballing side, and and the one who's kind of fronted up to say, look, it's on me. So it's different now. Um, hopefully, it will bring the results. But um, it's a good point. But that. Uh, as as far as a replacement goes, now they're not, they're not actively looking, and you know even if they were, you know getting one in in a couple of weeks to then kind of um, oversee your recruitment for the to the end of the window, I don't think it'd be quite feasible. But um, yeah, it's um, it's not something that they're looking to do at the minute. Jan Eden is uh, asking, saying that they're saying the stunned Doherty's move and Doherty's move, and you know from. From the price point of view, uh, Ian Mason asked about Dion Sanderson. We kind of talked about him as well, and and, and clubs that are looking to loan him out. Uh, Jamie Rutherford has, has has George Mendes returned from from furlough yet? Uh, <laughs> Breezy uh, Dufosin want to uh, want to create an elite team in the world, or have they become what I feared from the beginning—a profit-generating machine for a Chinese conglomerate? Joe, I can't see him getting to this point and then just like thinking, nah. You know what I mean? 
It's, yeah, there's it, so much work done, especially with the Asia, you know, going over there and going to Shanghai. I mean, you do get the feel, and I get the feel from being around the club and being around, you know, in China. I think this this is a this is a long term project. I really do think that. Um, look, there are going to be bumps in the road. There will be bumps in the road. You've got to understand that, and that might be players, that might be managers, that might be form, that may be there might be a lot of things. But I do feel that they are they are here for a long term, and you know, they the season hasn't started yet, and every season. Um, for the last three, it's been pretty special. So let's not get too down on ourselves. And we haven't kicked a ball in Angi yet this season. Yeah. Uh, so so things can change very very quickly. We'll get two over the line next week, and the fans could be going crazy and excited. So you know it's a little bit nervy, but I'll just ask people maybe just to to hold it a little bit, hold it in, and let's see let's see where Wolves are in the next two to three weeks. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I don't think the pandemic's helped anyone, Joe. No. Um, you know, people are talking about Chinese and British and English relations and whether that's damaged it. I, I, I don't believe that either. But it ha- the whole situation and, and the, you know, the year that we've had or the, you know, the last five, six, seven months that we've had has definitely changed football, uh, world football, and it's got to have changed the way that things are run um, throughout the country and throughout different football clubs, and will have, it will have effects. And I'm sure it's had an effect on Wolves, but I think that the right people and you know the right uh, ownership are with the club at this moment in time. And I think that if they sit tight and hold on, they haven't been disappointed in the past, and I don't think they'll be disappointed in the future. Well said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I we'll agree. Get, we'll, we'll, We'll get a couple more. We'll get a couple more in. I'm trying to find some. I'm just scrolling through to find, trying to find a positive one. Um, one second. <laughs> keep scrolling. Uh, keep ooh, scrolling. Richard, Bro- Richard Brooks says, Nathan, you mentioned Tony's chocolate last week. Have you tried Tony's salted caramel chocolate or the white chocolate and raspberry version? Um, I have not tried. I think I might have tried the salted caramel chocolate, but only in like a little egg form. Delicious. Uh, and I've, I've spoken on the podcast before that white chocolate is not should, should not be chocolate because it's not. White chocolate is just, uh, well, it's garbage. It's disgusting. It's horrendous. Well, well, that is incorrect, but... Well, don't get me started, Joe. White chocolate is lovely. Melt in the mouth, goodness. It's great. You, you, were, you, were, you were, before this podcast, before that statement, probably the third, my third favourite Wolves report I've worked with over the last five years. You've just dropped to fourth. Okay. You've just dropped to fourth, Joe. Fine. Get out. Get out. Uh, Nathan Baker, best odds on Leo Bonatini being top scorer this season. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> he's back in Wolves. He's back in Wolverhampton. Um, he's, he's put on. He's put on Instagram. He's back in Wolverhampton. I saw his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He some nice glasses as well. There, he's sporting. He's laid on the couch. Uh, he, yeah, kind of clean shaven. He, he looked a couple of years younger, actually. Looked. He did. Looked quite sharp. I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, you know. Whether he's been sharp on the pitch, I think that's a completely different debate. But, I mean, sharp appearance-wise, oh, yeah. Jez Massey says, How have clubs like Everton found time to sign three top-class players whilst we're still assessing targets? It's just how it's panned That's out. the positive yeah. one of the ones I'm scrolling through, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're going for it, isn't they? So, as we say, mm-hmm. you know, the, the onus is there to, to, to get... Because you, if you sit still, then people will overtake you. And Everton, as we said last week, I mean, they couldn't get much worse than they were last season. So they, they've they've gone for it. They've got a big name manager in Ancelotti, and you know they're trying to get the players to you know to match that. So I mean, you know, fair play to them. You've got to kind of tip your hat to them, but in the same breath, you've got to kind of uh, match them and uh, yeah, make sure they're down to kind of overtake you now. 
Yeah, and uh, that, that's the Premier League for you, Joe. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody's desperate to to do as well as they possibly can. And if you if you stand still or you go backwards slightly, you, you know, you're in a little bit of trouble. But I think that you know you got to you got to trust everything, trust Foast and trust Nuno, and and uh, and hopefully, I think I think Wolves will be fine. And honestly, let's say the worst possible case scenario happens and they only get one in, and they've got pretty much the same squad as they did last year. They're still a top half side. I'm not saying that's great, but they're still streaks ahead of some of those some of, some of those teams. I really do think so. But I'm I'm pretty sure that they will do. I'm confident, yeah. Joe. Are you confident? Yeah, come on. And I'm confident. Come on, come on. And come on. Uh, let's be confident. Let's all let's all let's all combine over the weekend. Let's all let's all be fresh. Let's all be happy. Let's all get behind Connor Cody. Hopefully, making yes. his England debut. And then next week's a new week, Joe. It's a new week. And hopefully, like I say, next Thursday, when we come and chat, it's not going to be... No. I'm not going to be playing the Undertaker song. I'm going to be playing some sort of, I don't know, Uptown Girl, crazy, amazing Portuguese music, welcoming Diaz and four other amazing <laughs> Portuguese players that I don't know the names of yet. Paulino, Paulinho, Paul... <laughs> Hey, pa. They're all coming, mate. They're all coming. I think it'll be fine. We'll be fine. Connor Cody, good luck for the next few games. Um, I really hope he gets his England cap, mate. That would be great. That that would be that would be the best bit of the summer for me, don't you think? It'd be beautiful. I'd love it. Love it. Love it if we beat them. Love it, as Kevin Keegan would say. <laughs> Joe, thanks very much, mate. Sorry if it's been a little bit intermittent on the old sound today, but I think uh, I think you can. You've heard most of it anyway. Um, We're still here. We'll be here next week. From me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. Come on, Connor. Take care. Bye-bye.